Hello and welcome aboard Fighting Catholic Jet Lag. My name is JC and I'll be your host for this podcast. I'm a flight attendant and I'm on a journey to find my place within the Catholic Church. I'll be accompanied by my friend and co-host, Father Larry Hostetter, a priest of 34 years and a doctor of sacred theology. He's a Catholic University president. And for our discussion, he'll serve as spiritual ground control to keep things on course for our flight back to faith. We'll be navigating through difficult and uncomfortable issues, so prepare for a bit of turbulence along the way. There won't always be easy answers, but no subject will be off the table. If you're ready to explore your own doubts and questions and reclaim your faith with us, then sit back, buckle up, relax, and enjoy our flight to faith. Um, so anyway, divine beings, divine beings, divine beings, divine beings. Let's talk about our favorite divine being. Take it away. So, um, angels are beings created by God, uh, who are pure spirits. Remember, we talked about human beings are not Wait, are pure spirits. Are they ever human? Was no. Michael ever human? No, and, and we—they're depicted as human because we don't know how to depict them otherwise. But no, they look way. nothing like humans. In fact, if you look at the Old Testament, they're described with like multiple wings and all sorts of weird sort of ways and eyes that can see in every direction. What? Saint Michael was never a no. Okay, yeah. Well, if you're pure spirit, you that. have no physical form. Hmm. Okay, we are not as human beings are not pure spirits, and so remember we talked about that when we talked about the that the glorified body, uh, which uh, Ben uh, sees as Emma Stone. Emma Stone, if you're listening, Emma uh, Stone, and my husband will see you in heaven. <laughs> you, you're going to go after Emma Stone. I'm coming after you. <laughs> All right, I suspect she's afraid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, maybe she's not Catholic, so maybe but, we'll be going to but, different places. But angels are very different. Angels are pure spirits. They were created by God. And um, the story is that some of the angels rebelled against God that, that when God created human beings and said, you're going to serve this creation. And, and this, the story of how the devil supposedly came into being is he, he and, and his cohorts refused to serve and were cast out of heaven. Mm. And sometimes this is depicted as, unfortunately, I think. Do you really think that happened? Well, it's a myth. Oh. It's, it's a story to help try to explain uh, the origin of angels and demons. And it's, it, we, as human beings, we tell stories and we recognize that stories are there to, to give us meaning to help us understand the world around us better, but they're not necessarily meant to be taken, taken literally. So what for example, that... angels, if angels have a decision, that's one decision because they're pure spirits. They don't exist in time and space. They don't exist in parts. Mm. And so their decision was for, for or against God, unlike our ability to choose God on multiple occasions. But so the good angels in this understanding of things in this worldview or view of the cosmos are those that stayed with God while uh, the uh, the ones who rejected God became no, what we now know as demons and their leader, so the devil. Is that a hard and fast belief or is, is that possible that that was just like 
someone just kind of made that up to well so what's hard and fast is that there is a supernatural order uh, that there's more to this universe than just our physical experience of reality uh What's not hard and fast is exactly what that looks like. Okay. Uh, and so we have used our imagination as human beings to find ways of he- helping ourselves to understand it um, in, in using images and symbols that we get. And so Michael, as the warrior angel, you know, he's always dressed in Roman armor and he's got a sword. And, and we made fighting. him all white. He's always all white. They're always white. Um, though that's somebody that we have created in our image. St. Michael, the angel, again, like heaven, far exceeds what we understand angels to be. You can't go by movies. You can't go by the, what's what Renaissance artists painted. You can't go by the holy card that you got at your first Holy Communion. Uh, we just don't know what St. Michael looks like. And the name we gave him, Michael, is say. a name that we gave him. I mean, Michael is how we say it. Right. Germans say Michael. Italians say Michelo. Ninja Turtles say Michelangelo. Well, that's Michael. <laughs> Michael the angel. Um, the, the Spanish say Miguel. The Spanish, okay. Um, yes. You know, uh, the French say Michel. Okay. Uh, oh, you know, that's one of so my favorite places. Monster we all Michel. take on on everything and create our create things within our own country. Right. And, and in the uh, Anglo-Saxon word, we, world, we say Michael. You know, and sure, I mean that's that's what we call him. I mean, we got to call him something. So, what are some of the other ones? Some of the other ones, you know, in German, he's Michael. No, some of the other angels. Oh, angels, Gabriel. Oh, yes. And again, an ancient Semitic name, Jewish name. Okay. Uh, Raphael. Um, uh, and I think the fourth, these are the, the four archangels. And I think the fourth one's name is Ariel. All right. So archangel, you've got angels and archangels. Archangels. You've got your cousins and then your first cousins. You've got apparently a whole order of angels, of, 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 of uh, angelic beings, archangels. Are they all boys? Seraphs. They're neither. Angels have no gender. Oh, like God. Right. Okay. They're, they're pure spirit. Got it. We have made them in, into males and females, okay. but that, again, is just our oh. imagination uh, trying to make sense of something that we ultimately don't understand. So it's perfectly acceptable to refer to one of the archangels, one of these heavenly spirits, as St. Michael, uh, because that connects us to our, our Jewish roots. Uh, it connects us to... Um, Is that Could that be considered, I mean, sacrilegious, though, the way we try to connect them to humans because we're placing them in a box? Or is that... Well, as long as we realize that's what we're doing, I think it's okay. okay. But, you know, we do that with images of of Jesus as well. I mean, you know, most of the statues and images of Jesus... Don't look anything like that, you know. And so cultures uh, will depict Jesus. You know, I've seen African Jesuses with dark skin. I've seen Middle Eastern Jesuses with Middle Eastern features. I've seen European Jesuses. In fact, I've seen so as long as thousands we... and thousands and thousands of European Jesuses, because for the longest time, that's the only way we understood yeah. of Jesus. 
So as long as we realize that this is what we've created and we are assigning physical properties to things that do not have them. Right. It's okay. And I think, you know, in one sense, this is why in the ancient Jewish world, well, among the Jews and the Muslims, it's forbidden to make images of God because our tendency, the Jewish faith, you know, thou shalt not have like graven images. And I think the reason for that is because we have a tendency to make God in our image rather than try to live up to God's image in our own lives. I mean, I feel that. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talked about that before. I mean, look at how when we depict God the Father, what does he look like? He, he's an old white man who was mostly in power when that image was created. Mm-hmm. Old white men. So I think we we should be cautious and, and also be cautious when we talk about angels because um, – it makes sense for us to try to give angels an image because we are time and space creatures and we need to see what something looks like. Um, it, as long as we recognize this is not the same as the actual reality, I think, I think we're okay. Okay. Feel free to disagree. I don't. Because you got in trouble. I did. Did you not want to do a clarification about that? Okay. So yes, I did get in trouble a little bit um, because I wasn't as reverend as my mother thought that I should be. And I think she said that I said, well, I don't believe that father Larry. Um, so can you go ahead and absolve me of that sin <laughs> while we're here so, for God and my mother to hear? I, I think <laughs> um, that is actually JC's defend JC. Uh, her role is to be, uh, watch it, to, to be sassy and, <laughs> um, not disagreeable. She's anything but disagreeable. But her role is to represent her demographic. Her demographic. demographic yeah, thank you. Yeah, her her, like her contemporaries in uh, being skeptical, and if necessary, uh, holding the church's feet to the fire about things. And, and let me be clear: it's not to hold your feet to the fire, Father Larry. Oh, sometimes I need my feet held to the fire. All right, you heard it here. Especially first. in the wintertime, it gets cold. <laughs> I'm here to make sure you don't get cold. Right. Hold your feet to the fire. That um, I can do. So one of the very pious beliefs in Catholicism, in fact, has its own feast day, the Feast of Guardian Angels. Is it all, not all souls, not all spirits? It's October. Okay. It's like God. October the 2nd. And then the Feast of the Archangels yeah. is October the 3rd. Yeah. And so that's always a really cool couple of days. Yeah. Actually, I was wrong. The Archangels is September 29th. Sometimes called Michael Mass. Michael Mass. I like that. Um, so guardian angels, mm-hmm. uh, the Do we all get one? Well, that's the way it's understood. And again, we gotta understand this in terms of, you know, making sense of something. You know, in grade school, uh, which now that you're in parochial school, I doubt if any of the professors will do this to you at Brescia. I hope they do, whatever. Um uh, actually, when you're first day in your online class, you should tell Dr. Demore that you've made room on your seat for your guardian angel. I, without a doubt, will be raising my hand. So, um, I made room for my guardian yeah, angel. Yeah, did your teachers ever tell you that, Lauren? I was going to say, make, not at public Make room school. for your guardian angel. Sometimes a Catholic, 
Yeah, we at dances it was save room for the Holy Spirit, or, and that at, was even at pagan public school. But they would also sometimes say keep save room for your guardian angels. And then there's that wonderful, very Don't. pious, drippy image of the little kids crossing the rickety bridge oh, with their guardian it. angel behind them, protecting them. Don't drive faster than your guardian angel can buy, Father Larry. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, guardian angel is a is. I think basically a symbol of God's care and love. Right. We used to name our guardian angel. Did Wait. you name your guardian angel, Lauren? What's yours? Yeah, my guardian angel's name is Claire. Clara, actually, probably. Um, I have this book, and it's called My Guardian Angel, Daniel. And this woman communicated with her guardian angel, and he told her what his name was. Yeah, and I, I suspect, but if that's meaningful for that person, that's wonderful. All right. So um, the, the, the pious idea is that everybody is assigned a guardian angel at birth, and your guardian angel goes with you wherever you go and protects you. And there's some holes in this in that we're not always protected, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm in a car wreck, what happened to my guardian angel? No, they're still, and not even, even if they can't keep you alive, they're keeping, they're protecting they're you for you. your, your soul. Yeah. They're I, I, I like soul. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Um, so that's that. So then the next, last question we want to deal with is, uh, spirit. Oh, so spirits with us on earth or among us, what, what do you, what does that mean? Do you know? Well, ghosts that visit us. Ghosts, Ghosts that visit us. Visit us. Yeah. Okay, let me be kind of clear on this because I have never experienced a ghost. What I would think even is a ghost. I always thought if ghosts exist, I would like to experience one so that uh, if this is a reality. But in have my, you invited them in? Well, I don't necessarily want them to hang out. Well, then that's why they're not there. You have to invite them in. They're gentlemen. What? Are we not talking about Casper the friendly ghost too, right? <laughs> So ghosts traditionally are the spirits of human beings that have died and for whatever reason remain here and haunt uh, this world. So Haunt or like? Well, haunt is the word we use. Okay. That's the verb we use when it comes to what ghosts do. Yeah, it sounds scary. But I don't think they're scary. Okay, so we were talking about this on the way here. Lauren and Rebecca and I rode together. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to diminish anyone else's experience, but... I kind of saw it as whatever you're open to. Like if you're open to that, then they're going to come in. Just like with ex- experiences in general, if you think every experience is a bad thing, then it's going to be a bad experience. But if you see ghosts as like something happens and it's like, oh my gosh, that was a ghost. Or is it, oh, it was God giving me a warning. So that's how I see it. I don't, I don't know if I believe in that. I say that I'm definitely getting haunted now, but so what are your thoughts? Well, I don't know what to think about ghosts. Like I said, I've never had the experience of ghosts. I've had plenty of people who've told me about ghosts who um, uh, in their homes and have asked me to come bless their homes for whatever reason. Do you do it? Are you sure? Or are you like, I don't want to be around No, no, ghosts. sure. I've, I've gone and I thought, well, maybe I'll see something or hear something. I never have. Really? So what um, do you do when you go over to someone's house to do the little do a blessing on the house? Which can you give can you tell us what that entails? It's just you go take holy water, you go from room to room, you say a prayer over the, the family and, and ask God to Do you have you had to do that a lot? Oh, you know, not on a weekly basis, but maybe a couple times a year. That's pretty cool. Here's what I think. One explanation I've heard that makes perfect sense to me is 
that ghosts are not really spirits of human beings because I think when you die, you you go to heaven. I mean, you have that experience of purgation that we talk about. And I know the TV shows, you know, have people walking around because things aren't finished yet. And so somebody has to, the ghost whisperer has to tell them. So, okay. So, so ghosts, what we call ghosts are manifestations of uh, deep psychic energy that was so profound that it left an impression on the place where it happened. So often ghosts are um, associated with places where people are murdered or experienced horrible tragedy. I mean, we don't ever hear about ghosts where, oh, this was a wonderful, happy home and everybody loved each other and and nobody, you know, everybody's kind of just hanging out for eternity. You know, you don't hear about that. It's usually because something horrible happened. Well, so you're saying it's the energy of that because the afterlife is not in time yeah. and space, but it's energy. The emotion and ener- negative energy of something bad happening to somebody was so profound that it put a dent mm. into the spiritual reality of that place. And that could be what experiencing what we call a ghost is. Mm. That's wild. I'm not convinced there are people, human beings, who after death wander the earth as spirits. Mm. What do you think about poltergeists? What's a poltergeist? So what exactly is a poltergeist? A ghost that can move stuff. Is that right? Same difference. And even here, though, there's a stronger energy. But even here, I've watched some of those TV shows where they go to a haunted place, you know, and they see something move a millimeter and everybody gets all excited and is like, oh, look at this. Look, did you see what happened? Did you see? And, and I'm, I'm looking and I'm looking and they've got it all on video. They've got photographs. It's all in the shadow and in the dark. And I'm saying, I don't see anything. I mean, I saw something that could have moved because somebody bumped into something or there was a stiff breeze. Or- did you ever do Ouija boards growing up? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. Let's do one on an episode. A ghost or other supernatural being supposedly responsible for physical disturbances such as loud noises and objects thrown around. Nice. No! (laughs) Why would you do that with a knife in my hand? (laughs) Oh, buddy. Yeah, so we're going to have a, we'll have a session on some of that and, and more negative stories, but... I have to write him. I am probably not the best person if you're looking for excitement or entertainment on this because I'm a huge, huge skeptic when it comes to these things. Which is why I'm your co host because I'm so into it. If you have any ghost stories at fighting catholic jet lag.com on Instagram, shoot me your ghost stories. I think everything can be explained. We just don't know what the reason is. Wait a minute. You know that show I told you to watch? It's called Tsunami Spirits. After the tsunami in Asia, for months, there were spirits roaming around. This is on Netflix. You have to check it out. But it was all of the spirits that would, like, knock on people's doors. And whenever I remember I told you about it, and you said there's so much energy there. And they they had set, like, they had a scientist and, like, a priest or something. And they were both talking about it, trying to figure it out. And that's kind of what came out was why are there so many more in this area than anywhere else? It's because there was so much trauma, mm-hmm. so much traumatic energy in that area. And that's what I that's, it ties back into that idea that this could be possibly explained scientifically if we understand as negative energy and emotion as being more than what we just feel, but it actually has 
you know, you can feel when somebody's mad at you, right? Mm -hmm. I know when somebody's mad or upset, I don't always ask them about it because, you know, but you can feel when somebody's mad, especially if they're mad at you. You, you. you can walk into a room where somebody, people are having an argument, even if you did not witness the argument, you know. Yeah. And it's not just the body language between them. There's a feeling in the room. You know, it's like the there's a there's a heaviness in the room. Watch any Real Housewife Beverly Hills this season. And you can, it's like anytime Sutton walks into a room, everyone's energy. You're like, she's off the show this season. We're airing I mean, I feel it like take on, on a flight when there is really bad turbulence. And, We're trying not to freak out. And people are upset and anxious, pretending like they're not, except for the, the few that don't really care. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, I'm okay with everybody knowing that <laughs> this is freaking me out. Um, but you can feel there's a heaviness in the air, even if nobody said anything. So why can't that emotion when it comes to somebody being murdered or, you know, being horribly abused or whatever it might be, that have leave an impression behind? So that's wow. not a, it's not the person you're experiencing; it's their emotion. Because I like to think that person has gone on to heaven. Yeah. No. So technically, could you feel a spirit, or some people might call it an aura or something, if the person that left it is still alive, because it was so profound and the emotion was there, but then they lived on? Is that something? Maybe? You know, I think you probably can, but I also think. You know, when we talk about uh, the, the purgatory and being cleansed mm-hmm. and being purified, what's left behind? I mean, you're leaving all the negativity behind. You're leaving. You're leaving the. It's got to go somewhere. It's an energy that has to right. go You know, and so maybe that's part of that purification experience. This is so cool, Father Larry. You know everything. I don't know. I just thought of that, so I don't know if that's, that's based cool. on Rebecca's excellent question. Mm. So basically, I. I have to confess, I don't know if I believe in, I don't know if, well, actually, I don't believe in ghosts. But if I ever saw one, I'd be interested in seeing one. What would you say? Okay. I'd say, hey, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> you might get a visit tonight. <laughs> I know you. Now I'm I'm going to be nervous all night thinking a ghost is going. I haven't seen one in 60 years. Why am I going to see one now? You're tempting fate. Yeah. I know. Someone has our, like, voodoo dolls. They're sticking pins in them. <laughs> um, I'm so worried about you are hating on ghosts. I'm not hating on I'm ghosts. And I'm worried about you. Why? You're going to need to save your place because if you keep this up, if you keep trash talking ghosts, they're going to get you, Father Larry. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Like they don't have anything better to do. We keep our holy water in the gun cabinet. So that'll be our conversation next time. We'll talk a little bit more about some of these issues. Wait, I've got a question before we end. Okay. So in the same sense of like ghosts that come to you, stand at the foot of your bed. Oh, I don't like this. I know. So I was, when I was a kid, I would, uh, those would be my nightmares. Well, and now it's kind of like, just you you talk you know what you you're all big and strong right now father larry but you just wait you need to be careful you need to douse yourself in holy water before you go to bed tonight or they're gonna get you all right i'm serious so in the same realm of like ghosts like the blessed mother comes to visit you too and yeah do y'all not ever pray like ask mary to go visit your mom or something 
Cause she will like, she'll never just, it's, you never just on accident dream about Mary. Like she comes to you. So send her to someone tonight. And See, and that's the thing folks. And I, I want to end on a little bit of a serious note because I know we've been joking about some of this and, but I also know that some people for them, this is something that really frightens them and preoccupies them and they get anxious about, um, I remember a seminary professor telling us that we were studying the Old Testament scriptures, and he said, when it comes to God and evil, there is no competition. There is no, and maybe this is why I'm so cavalier about it. I know God has won. Jesus is already victorious. There's nothing in heaven, hell, earth, anywhere that can destroy our relationship with God except for ourselves. The devil works hard, but God works harder. And we just need to realize that it's not even a matter of the devil working against God. God has already won. God is victorious. God's power is eternal and all-powerful. What we refer to as the devil is weak and ineffectual and can't harm us. Ghosts can't harm us if we trust in the goodness and power of God, which is more powerful than anything else. All right. You better be careful. I'm serious. You're tempting fate right now. Why? Are you kidding me? Are you all that brave to say ghosts aren't real? Did say I say it. Are you that brave to say you can't, they're not going to hurt you? I'm not that brave. But this is why, this is my whole point of this, is that this is what people worry about. That somehow the devil, the ghosts, and spirits have more. You have been consecrated to Christ. At your baptism, you have had sacred chrism on your forehead as a child of God. Who is going to touch you? If y'all are still doing exorcisms, like that contradicts. Which is why I'm not a fan, but that's... Yeah, That's but me. how are we not supposed to believe it when the church is still teaching? Okay, thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all okay, be, you all, all of a sudden, all of you believe everything the church <laughs> teaches because it's it's like perpetual virginity of Mary. I, I ain't believing that. <laughs> but ghosts, whoo, the church says exorcism. All right, you got a point okay, there. You got a point there. Appreciate. You got a point there. <laughs> Don't you think you need to be more worried about accidentally offending God than some imaginary ghost? I don't know. Can you accidentally offend God? I would think it'd have to be intentional. Well, it sounds like, um, yeah, it would have to be intentional, but it sounds like I can accidentally offend ghosts. Oh, well, but I feel like they're looking for it. God is like, ha that was hilarious. One time we were camping and we were- Will you put a warning on this episode? Yeah, this can't be for kids. This we is were not- in a, um, uh, we were looking at some ancient Indian uh, rock carvings. No, don't do that, Father Larry. Stay I away. made a glib remark. <laughs> well, then we went to the campground. A glib. And we could not- Stayed there because the flies were so bad. Father Larry. And so it was like because I made a glib remark. Yeah, you can't be doing that. I want to know what your glib remark was. I can't remember what it was. You remember what it was. Something about I didn't like the drawing or something. You're like, I already confessed it. I don't have to talk about it anymore. What evidence are you you kidding me? me? This, but I still think, you know, this is why I don't understand it because 
you're consecrated as a child of God. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Okay, so how is some two-bit ghost? <laughs> oh, man. I just think you need to be careful. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna text all of you all in the middle of the night, just with one word. Oh, oh I'll stop. Because we would all be like, we're We're like, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Just tell me what happens. Delma and Louise. <laughs> I mean, I think there are definitely. And then some ghost sends a text for me, and it's oh, not really no. me. Why would you and do, do that? And it's like knocking on my door, like, why do you, you want? You don't want me to go to sleep tonight. Like I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm. I'm just gonna, but I. You I, all have been wanting sleep. to have this one forever. I, I would I rather do. it be a ghost than anything else. I'm like, not one of those people that likes scaring themselves, though. No, I don't. Like either. some people like. But I would rather it be a ghost than like a murderer. Like if something makes a sound i'm like please be a ghost what if you're not baptized though <gasps> you're still you're still a human being a child like a child of god oh my god i just feel like yes we're baptized you let those things have power if you let them have power i think so too because yeah. i think so too because now i'm getting worked up and i'm nervous about it but a lot of the times i'm like yeah do your best oh you know what though i'm for i like I'm for but you're a spiritual person. Yeah, so I like this. Like, I prayed for, I'd say, spirits come to me. Tell me what you need me to know. I mean, I'm in there with four dogs. Who's going to stand at the foot of my bed? Ghosts? Oh, are you kidding me? Father Larry, ghosts can walk through doors and dogs. Yeah, but you don't. Are you, you serious? let anything happen to me? I'm terrified for Father Larry. You need to shut all your blinds. If candles. I were a ghost and some priest was smack-talking me, it would be my new mission. It's what we do. We smack talk go. Hashtag father <laughs> jokes. <laughs> okay. To summarize this one a little bit, um, uh, we've discussed angels and archangels and guardian angels and the saints in heaven and what they mean to us. Uh, ultimately, they are all expressions of God's great love for us and God's concern and God's protection for us. And as long as we trust in God, we, we really don't need to fear anything else because God's protection is uh, is there for us. Um, we're reminded not to fear. And uh, the angels, as an expression of God's love, are uh, often identified as protectors. I'm, I'm looking at a prayer uh, of Panis Angelicus, which means the, the bread of angels. I just want to get the translation for our closing prayer today. Okay, this is kind of an odd translation of the prayer. I mean, it's an old old-timey translation. We could do it in Latin, but we'll do it in English. So this is a, a hymn that is a hymn to uh, the Eucharist called Panis Angelicus, bread, bread of Angels. So let's pray. The bread of angels is made, the bread of man today, the living bread from heaven with figures dust away, a wondrous gift indeed, the poor and lowly may upon their Lord and Master feed. Thee, therefore, we implore, O Godhead one in three, so may thou visit us as we now worship thee and lead us on thy way that we at last may see the light wherein thou dwellest. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. This podcast is ended. Go and love as you have been loved. And peace be with you. God bless you. And Godspeed. Godspeed. That's what it is. <laughs> Ciao.